Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Welcome to another edition of Mondays with Matt, back again to talk investing, finance, and retirement with Matt Starkey and myself. And we're going to talk about retirement's uncertainties, planning for some of these things. It seems a little weird to say, how can you plan for something that you might not know is coming or whatever the case might be. But there's certainly some things that we can see on the horizon, whether or not they, how they affect us. Uh, there's always going to be unpredictable unpredictability. That's a tough word to throw in here to some of these factors, but we're going to talk about them because we're living through a lot of these right now. So we're going to touch on probably three really big topics for sure. And we'll see how much more we can fit in here. Matt, what's going on, my friend? How you doing? I'm doing well this week, Mark. How are you doing? Hanging in there, doing pretty good. Uh, just uh, making it through the summer. This is our early August podcast, and uh, we are fully into the dog days of summer, which I did learn the other day something interesting about where that saying comes from. I always thought it was just like, you know, when it's super hot outside, people call it the dog days of summer because dogs are just kind of laying around doing nothing because it's too hot for them to, you know, want to like, you know, be dogs. But apparently <laughs> it comes from the Romans and the um, a star, I guess it's called the dog star. And yeah. so I guess during this time of the year, you could see it more prevalently or something like that. And that's where the name came from. That's it's funny. the dog days of summer. So you just learned this, huh? I, well, I did. Yeah. It's so <laughs> funny how um, many like little sayings or uh, I don't know what they call those wives tales or, or folk wisdom or, you know, whatever you want to kind of put to it seems to all come from things like the Roman Empire, right? The Romans had it going on. I well, they, well, yeah. maybe they did. I don't know. Although we kind of feel like we're in the midst <laughs> of the end of the Roman Empire right now, where every, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, right. we're the big civilization. It's uh, you know got a lot of problems. So hopefully we don't go the same route they did. But anyway, uh, just always interesting to learn little weird fun facts like that where sure. where things yeah. come from. So we always like to learn new tit- tidbits and That's new right. facts. Exactly. Well, so let's talk about some some uncertain facts right now to jump into the podcast here. As I mentioned, you know, we're living in some of these right now, Matt. So the, the couple of big ones that are just the market volatility, right? So at the time we're taping this, it's it's had a couple of nice days of, of bouncing back. You know, we at one point in, in the last, I don't know, six months or, or six months, six weeks of summer, we've seen, um, you know, we've gotten down to 29 on the Dow. We've bounced back up to 32, back down to 30, back up to 31. It's all over the place, right? So yep. market volatility, it's probably going to be with us the rest of this year. I mean, violently swing. I mean, these are pretty big swings typically. Um, yeah. It's part of it, right? It's, it's an uncertainty that you do need to plan for. Market volatility is probably going to always be there. That's the one thing that is certain. Um, death, taxes, and market volatility. Right? Yeah, it's, three it's things certain that are certain to be in un- life. Right. The market is certain <laughs> to be uncertain. There you go. Yeah. Um, volatility is one of those things that we love when the markets are going up. You know, you love that upside volatility. And a lot of times it's hard hard for people to even break away from, um, I, I want to say, disciplined investing strategy. Because when things are get hot, when things get hot, let's talk about crypto for a second. Everybody's asking about crypto saying, hey, should I have this in my portfolio? Look at the returns on this. It's like, it's going rapidly up and I want some, I want some of that hot stock asset category. You know, you know, crypto is just a, com- a commodity. It, it's kind of an undefined, it, it works like a commodity. It's very volatile. And um, yeah, you can make a lot of money, but you can also lose a lot of money or all the money if you invest in something like that. So volatility is one of those things that I just had a real experience with a couple of weeks ago, I was, took my kids to, you know, this uh, Michigan adventure park and we, we rode this roller coaster, you know, 
Shiver Me Timbers, I guess it's called. And it's, it's, um, it's over on the west side of Michigan. And you get going down that track. And this coaster has a, just a lot of up and down, up and down, up and down hills, moderate yeah. after that first one. But I'll tell you what, I was scared. And I don't know if it's just my age or if I was like, the thing <laughs> felt, we were going so fast that it, I knew we were going to fly off the track. You know, we're getting up over that hill and I just knew we were, and I felt that real fear. And it was kind of funny because I had this conversation with somebody like the day after about mm-hmm. volatility. And I was like, I know what that feels like. I mean, it's right, very fr- right. fresh in my mind right now. And um, age so, does do that, right? I mean, it does. It does. We find yeah. ourselves thinking about the market right now. I heard somebody talking the other day, and they said to, um, it was kind of eavesdropping on a conversation, and they were discussing it, and they were like, "Does it seem like it's more prevalent than ever this volatility?" And it's like, "Well, is it, or is it just that you're more hyper aware of it?" And your age makes you more hyper. A, the news is constant. So we have that. But B, the closer you get to retirement, the more you are aware of things that can cause, uh, you know, a, a hiccup in the plan, right? Absolutely. I, th- I think we've become hypersensitive to these things all of a sudden. And without realizing it, you know, yeah, age plays a big factor. I mean, mm-hmm. five years goes by in a blink. It's in 10 years, you know, can go by real fast. And all of a sudden you find yourself feeling different. Um, you know, that goes for physical changes as well as, you know, as, as I heard somebody say, the older we get, you know, over age 50, the engine light will start coming on more frequently, (laughs) (laughs) but but with your health and, but, but it's, it's true. Volatility definitely, um, hits us in our gut, but the, the more recent events, I mean, we've got a potential for war, China just this last week is threatening that if Nancy Pelosi makes right, trip, I mean, as of today, they are going, don't expect it. That's some it's heavy language calm. too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the at the time we're taping this, it was a pretty strong warning yesterday, and the language was pretty. You know, it's, it was pretty strong from their side, uh, and that's just something yeah. that's a little out of the norm. And we won't get into the politics of maybe why, but it, it's just there's so much uncertainty in the world, and so. If we're kind of bringing this back, Matt, to to the retirement conversation, how do we plan for market volatility when we know that news is unpredictable and therefore the market's unpredictable? Well, it's having a good strategy, right? It's having a good strategy to, as we've said many times, you got to be able to retire and no matter what is going on in the world, right? Eight, that It's coming regardless, right? Yeah. You're getting older, yep. retirement's coming. So have a strategy, have some things in place, make some plans and some moves ahead of time and, and be constantly evolving and changing so that you can survive and retire in any economy. That's correct, Mark. And um, one of the things that we, we focus on and upfront is, is strategy, but also we want to look at what has the market done through volatile times and in, in historically. And, um, you know, even through the Great Depression, and we count even the most recent, you know, 20 plus years, okay, the, the market crashed in 1999 after the dot-com bubble. That's when the bubble burst in 2000, rather, 2001, 2002, the market took away a lot of those gains that people were making. And, and actually, their portfolios were very, very low um, at that time. But a diversified portfolio, if you look at the dead decade, it was 2000 to 2010. And if you just look at the US stock market, if you own the S&P 500 only for that 10-year time period, you averaged about a negative 0.95% per year over that time period. So you lost 1% per year because we had really good years, but we we lost so much value at the beginning. And then we had a double bubble. We had the 2007-2008 housing crisis. And I always point people back when we talk about volatility to 2008. At, at the beginning of 2009, March 9th, 2009 was the bottom and the Dow Jones average was at 6,500. 
over that time frame, then um, Barack Obama just came into office. We mm-hmm. bailed out the banks and the financial institutions and the auto industry. Right. Um, and except for Ford. Yeah, except for Ford. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so those bailouts were there, but people very soon forget that history that was so close to us. The market came up from 6,500 through Obama's history. Uh, while he was in office, the market grew. It went back to its normal 13,000 and beyond. When when President Trump took office, it was about 18,500 on the Dow. He, he was in there for four years. But just before his exit, um, the, the market had hit 29,500. And then coronavirus, the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we lost over three and a half weeks. It, we, we lost all the gains from three and a half years. It, the Dow Jones average was back to 18,500 prior to when he took office. But they rebounded but, in two months, which was unprecedented, right? Unprecedented. By the end of the 2020, people had double-digit returns back in their portfolio. So the key is the market is designed to um, handle volatility in these swings. Mm -hmm. If you invest all in one asset class, though, you got to be careful because one stock or one category could crash and lose all of its value. But when we diversify a portfolio, we're looking at 20 to 30,000 holdings. So the whole thing has to go and it never has done this. The whole thing has to crash and everybody lose all their value. And at that point, it's probably the end of the world because um, for you to lose money, you just have to bail out at the wrong time. And and this is where, like you said, we have to plan. We have to have a strategy. We can't let our emotions dictate our strategy. We have to stay long focused. And I always say, and I'll wrap this up, die with equities in your portfolio. I mean, plan on being 90 years old and dying with equities in your portfolio because though that's what outpaces inflation. It replenishes yeah. all the money you take out of your portfolio. You've got to have stocks and, and equities. And I, when I say that, it's equity funds in a diversified mix. And that will protect you. And volatility is not fun to, while we're going through it, but it does pay off and you do get rewarded for the risks that you're taking. Well, you mentioned you know inflation, right? So keeping up, people will you know be like, well, obviously we can't, we're not keeping up with nine percent, you know. Um, although let's be let's be honest, if we're having this conversation a little bit about inflation, because that's certainly an unpredictable thing we're dealing with right now. We didn't, you know, I mean, yeah, you should have seen it coming because you can't close down a globe uh, and have supply chain issues and not think that this, you know, you're going to have some inflation issues. So it's kind of a little disturbing when you hear the powers that be saying, we don't, we don't exactly know what's caused it. And it's like, really? <laughs> you're, sm- <laughs> you're economists. You got to be smarter than that. But usually, well, well, own- I, I just saw a video okay. where one of the politicians said they don't know what caused it, but economist Milton Friedman said uh-huh. that it's, it's the government that causes inflation because markets don't cause inflation. No, no, no. Yeah, no, markets definitely don't. And I was talking about the inflation as, as an uncertainty that we're having to deal with right now. Gotcha, and, and, gotcha. And where I was going to go with that was, you know, 9% is the official number. But, you know, let's be honest, it's prob- that's not even really that accurate either because some things might be 9%, but many of the things, if you go looking at the inflation number list, many of the yep. things that affect our daily lives are much higher than 9%, right? Yeah, Groceries are up 13 or 15 you know, rents are up like 30%, you know, airline travels up like 40%. So, you know, they may average it out to calling it nine, but the reality is it feels much stronger than that. So how in the world do you deal with these levels of inflation? Hopefully it's not really, really long-term. It's longer than we would like already, but again, it's an Mm -hmm. uncertainty, right? So how do we work our way through that? Absolutely. Uh, one of those, uh, one of the biggest uncertainties is what's that price going to be in five years or ten years? And I, I find myself going through 
right now because we are experiencing this high inflation. And I look at prices and they're double literally what they were four years ago. And it, so based on your person, we all have our personal inflation rate. And, and that's kind of what do you buy and use, like you said, Mark, that is higher than 9%. You know, there's a lot of things that did inflate very rapidly. Part of that was, you know, maybe a result of being locked down and, and not having enough supply at the end of the pandemic, but things have worked their way through now for a couple of years. And um, this inflation, this price, we got to be, we got to plan for this. I, you know, back when I was, you know, uh, 20 years ago, plus I was in financial planning school going through, and we always were using, let's factor three to 4% for inflation. Well, the last decade has literally been between two and 3%. I mean, inflation has been very low for a very long time. When you're planning for 4% inflation in your initial calculation, and then we run into a year or a year and a half or two, even who knows how long this is going to be where prices climb by seven or eight or 9% pretty regularly, that really will change every factor in your in your retirement plan. You do have to assess and be careful because inflation is just like a big tax. I mean, if, if I have a million dollars to live on and I know I can peel off you know $40,000 a year for income pretty readily, and that's going to meet my needs in my initial plan, but then we factor in 9% inflation instead of our three to four that we planned on. Now we have to reassess. We might need double that money to, to literally survive and not run out of money. So inflation is a very real uncertainty in retirement planning. Every time we run a plan scenario, it's it's really a, in our best guesstimate. Um, and we're running into some uncertain times here. So I think what you will experience when inflation creeps up like this, again, I said own equities to outpace that because it always has. But um, at the same time, you're going to see people probably um, not spending that additional money that they don't really have to. They're going to clamp down on a couple of those expenses just to play it safe. And so they feel like they're um, dealing with the inflation in a, in a reasonable manner. Yeah. And it's, again, it's something we're going to, you know, I was just talking the other day, I was in a podcast with a gentleman who's an economist, uh, was a pretty smart guy as well. And, and he definitely pointed out some points. He feels pretty strongly that we could have actually seen the crest of it. We should, you know, it should start to kind of ease, but it's going to take a while. He's like, I, you know, I could be completely wrong, but just based on my research, this is what I think. And I feel as though that we're going to see it, but it's going to be a very slow, um, you know, tick back down, right? So we may get July's numbers here pretty soon at the time we're taping the podcast. They haven't come out yet. We may see it maybe down officially, like, you know, 8.9 or something like that, right? So nothing dramatic, but hopefully through the rest of the year, it'll start to slowly decline uh, as yep. more and more things open up. You know, we're not seeing the ships in the stacked up and necessarily in the harbors now, but yet there still is a lot of supply sitting at, um, you know, the various different docks because we have trucking issues, right? So it went from dock workers and things like that to now being the truckers that are an issue uh, because of fuel prices, right? So it's all this kind of a cyclical thing. You know, an economy is a very, um, it's a very complex and fickle machine. And if you start monkeying with it, like closing a globe for, you know, uh, six months or whatever, it causes an issue. Yeah. I mean, it definitely causes issues. And we hope that inflation number is going to trickle down here shortly. Right. The other positive side is 
our Fed in the U.S. here is trying to adjust our interest rates to help Correct. cope with that. Yeah, they just did, it, what, it, three quarters of a point like last week, I think? Uh, another three quarters of a percent up. Yeah. So what you're going to find, I think, is that um, as these rates are going up, bond prices in, in your portfolio have come down su- substantially this year in addition to stock prices. So I've gotten some calls with people that are a little anxious or nervous about that, but realize that as the as the bonds, um, the fund managers, you know, as these bonds mature within the fund, you're still getting the yield that you of these bonds that were already purchased in your portfolio. They're still paying in. Just the price of the fund is down currently. But as these bonds mature, a lot of a lot of you hold you know less than one year as a short-term bond or two to five years might be a midterm bond. As these mature, um, the bond fund managers are going out and they're buying the new issues, and the new right. issues have higher interest rates. So that's gonna provide higher yield in your portfolio here in the upcoming year to two years. But I think we're going to see a couple years before this kind of really corrects itself and straightens out to the point where we're going to feel comfortable and confident again in um, what's there is supporting the value. The bonds, though, are a very important piece of the portfolio because they add that stability during the volatility of the stocks we got you know potentials of high inflation and and is there going to be a war around the corner and um, you know are there still any shortages and things like that so um, yeah this this inflation uncertainty does definitely is a is a factor for retirees and it's it's something like we haven't seen in forty years so again you're lucky to be able to go through it and hopefully um, maintain your standard of living and if you have any questions definitely give us a call we'd love to chat about it with you yeah because you will make it through it it's just it's going to feel uncomfortable for a well, little while. That's exactly right. Exactly right. So again, folks, uh, we were going to talk a bit about some other things, but we ran out of time. So we wanted to tackle those two big ones because market volatility and inflation is certainly on everybody's mind right now. So, uh, you know, 989-401-2949, that's the number to call, as Matt mentioned, if you've definitely got some questions, and many people do. Don't hesitate to chat because that's, the, you know, that's talking to a professional and working through your unique issue with it. We're all being affected by inflation, for example, but how it affects different people in different walks of life can be different. So 989-401-2949 or stop by the website, greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. That's greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you like to use so you can catch future episodes of Mondays with Matt. Thanks for hanging out, my friend. I appreciate you breaking it down for us. Hey, thanks, Mark. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate you. Go ahead and share this with your friends or family that might have some similar or same questions. And, um, you know, if you have questions yourself, again, reach out on the website, give us an email or give us a call. And we'll see you next time right here on Mondays with Matt. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.